Welcome to the She Built This podcast, where we are sharing the stories of professionals and entrepreneurs creating the new norm by following their dreams and making them a reality. I'm Emily Aborn, and along with my co-host, Crystal Farley, we are here to give you the roadmap to success and the tools you need to build whatever this means for you. Hi, Crystal. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Welcome back. Um, So I briefly want to talk a little bit about the She Built This community and how much it is growing and a little bit about what it is because people ask me all the time, what is She Built This? We should because I assume that everybody knows what it is now. But I don't think they they do. Yeah. So basically, it's a community, right? And it's both online and we have real live events too. Um, And I think it's a place where people can just like specifically women in business can have honest and genuine conversations and tell the real stories behind what we do every single day. Um, So, you know, we've had a panel event, a couple of panel events, and we're planning to do a couple more throughout the year. And those are events that will help to educate and inspire. And then we have the podcast and I have a a monthly mastermind, which helps get in just a little bit deeper with a tight knit group. And I have a lot of other things in the works as I bet you can guess for the group as well for collaboration and just building the community up even more. Today's guest is a huge supporter of She Built This. She has been like such a fantastic member and she's also a sponsor of this podcast. It is Meg Staples, who I finally got to meet in person at the She Built This panel event back in August at LaBelle. And you know when you meet someone, you just like like them right away? It's how I fell in love with you, Emily. Oh, wow. Thank you. I'm getting all like red in the face now or blush. What do they call it? When your cheeks, yeah, blushing, Mm -hmm. blushing. Um, So anyway, that's what happened with Meg. I adore her. Um, She's also going to help me with running a health challenge for the She Built This members in January. And she's participating in the holiday party that we have coming up in December. So there's lots in the works. Um, But what I love about all of these partnerships and collaborations is how we're just like really all in this together, you know, and we're creating together as a group, the new norm. So let's introduce Meg and she can tell us a little bit more about her story and the story behind her business, which is Her Tribe Athletics. And welcome to the show, Meg. Thanks for having me. So tell us the story about how you, tell us a little bit about what Her Tribe Athletics is and then the story of how you got started. So Her Tribe Athletics is a athletic um, company for women. It's affordable athletic apparel and accessories because I do do hats and things like that. Um, And it came from a place of wanting to have lots and lots and lots of fun athletic apparel and athleisure to wear all the time, but being able to afford it all. So, you know, a lot of other big brands out there, they charge $70, $80, $90 for all of their um, different outfits. And so I really wanted to create a brand where women could go in and they could pick up a couple tank tops here and there and, you know, not be breaking the bank. 
I know. So um, I also fall into the um, falling immediately in love with Meg Staples when I met her as well. So Meg and I have had the uh, you know a, a lot of these conversations in the past, and I remember you telling me that you had attended a, a, a flash sale or a post race sale at a local running shop or something, and it was just really expensive, even though the items were on sale, and that was a big part of your inspiration. So exactly. I mean, I just felt like, why do I have to pick and choose? I really want to buy everything right now. And I hope that at least I'm able to do that for for women who would like to have more in their closet than just, you know, a couple of go-to pieces. And, <clears throat> excuse me, all of my stuff has um, mantras on it that are inspirational. So how did you actually, like, I know you have another job as a teacher. So how did you actually get started with her tribe athletics? Like, what was the first thing you did? Um, The first thing I did was I started brainstorming things that I knew would be inspiring to me. So mantras that I used in everyday life or while I was working out. And um, then I started looking for someone local because I do use a local printer right in Manchester, New Hampshire that prints all of my stuff for me. Nice. I didn't know that. So I like to. Yeah. So I'm putting it right back into the community. And I just. I just started designing my logo and then I just had this big launch party at my house. So it was really just designing the shirts and then designing my logo and just putting it out there. How did that party go? It was insane. It was like a hundred people showed up at my house. No kidding. My husband was really upset. (laughs) He should have like been seeing dollar signs or something and really excited. It was crazy. People took up the both sides of the street parking. I mean, it was just, it was a total madhouse in my neighborhood. Um, And it was just by word of mouth. I didn't have an email list or anything like that. It just was. I bet you did after that. I did after that. And so it it was, I did not even imagine that the turnout was going to be anything like that. And then I sort of just hit the ground running from there. So I sold out of most of the shirts that I had printed and it was only shirts and headbands. And I only started with four shirts. That was it. And then, so I started designing more and then I started going to some races and then everything is just sort of grown from there. Um, but I did start in the summertime So that is when I obviously have off. And so that's where I got the time to sort of get all of this rolling. So had I not had the summer, I might not have been able to push all of that into that small space the way I was. So you did something really smart. um, And a lot of authors do this. They do like a launch. And I think that's really, that was really good foresight on your part, because I don't know if a lot of entrepreneurs would have thought to do that. I don't, yeah. And I don't know what made me think of it, honestly. I mean, I just knew that I wanted to start this business and um, I've, you know, I've never really been an entrepreneur. I know that I talk to a lot of people, especially you, Emily, and I know that, oh, I, you know, I did this and I did this and I did this and I did this. And this was really sort of my first go at it. And it's, I've been really lucky that it's been so successful and um, I've had nothing but support from so many different people and so many different aspects of my life, including my husband, bless his heart because he watches the kids on the weekends, you know, when I'm gone, um, I just t- called him on the way over here and told him that he's going to have to pick up the kids this afternoon. He works from home, thankfully, so he has a little bit of flexibility with his job. But I'm really grateful that um, he's so, so supportive. If I didn't have that, 
this business definitely wouldn't fly. Let's not kid ourselves. A good idea is not lucky. <laughs> you know, that's a good idea. So you can say that you had a good idea. Yes. Yeah. Um, so how do you, I think it might be sort of challenging how to determine pricing. So how do you figure that out? Because you say you want to make it affordable, um, but you also have to look at, you know, your profit margins and your bottom line. So how do you decide on that and determine that? Well, I'm lucky that my printer works with me. So when I am printing something, I usually uh, print four designs at a time. So I sort of start sketching things out and I go to the drawing board and I usually the ones that resonate with me the most are the ones that I decide that I'm going to design, go into designing and printing. So I, what I do is I order a large quantity of shirts at one time. And I do, everything is limited edition that I do, but um, I order it all at once. And so the gentleman who prints my shirts, he gives me a good deal. And that's how I'm able to keep my prices low for everybody else because awesome. he works with me knowing that that is sort of my mission. So I'm really lucky in that sense. And you design everything yourself? I design everything myself. Crystal, you have one of her shirts. I well, do. you have a I, lot of her clothes. Yeah, I have a couple of things now, a couple of pieces now. My favorite one, though, is the long sleeve with the watch cut out. Oh, she yeah. brings it up like every single episode. I can't help myself. Crystal loves a good run where she doesn't have to pull up the sleeve it's to check pain, her watch. Especially you know? this time of year when layers are important, you know, and I think it's... we. Sometimes as a runner, you don't want to like say, I'm going to go three miles. You just want to go and not worry about it. But maybe you have to be home by a certain time. So I do appreciate You got to check that time. Mm -hmm. um, Meg, what are some struggles that you've faced or are facing? And how do you see yourself overcoming those things? One thing that I am facing right now is growth. So I'm in a place where... I'm scaling up because I'm becoming more popular. So I um, will say for the past two years, if people lived pretty locally to me, I would do mailbox drop-offs. That is becoming a place where I can't do it anymore because I'm so busy packing orders. So the other thing is, is I pack everything myself. So everything is in my house, um, all the inventory. I sew the headbands. My mom sews the hats. My mom she sews the wet bags. special thank you notes in every single package. Every single package gets a thank you note for me. Um, sometimes they get a special surprise. I put a Dunkin' Donuts card in a couple of my packages today. A little surprise in there for some of the people that, you know, are buying for me multiple times over again. So I pack everything myself and, um, it's, you know, it's very time consuming to do that, but I, I love it. That's one part of the business that I really, really enjoy. So I'm looking right now at how do I change some of my processes so that I can scale the way I would like to. So I'm talking to some people, some, some people who have done this before, some coaches, if you will, and, um, you know, I'm starting to branch out and just think of some new, new ways that I can that I can do that in a way that is not going to totally overwhelm me while I'm working full time. Can you imagine if you could go back to your high school self and be like, oh, it's such a problem. I'm getting so much more popular now. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. No kidding. But I think it's smart, you know, being as early into the company as you are to get these processes in place. You know, I was just reading an article the other day where even um, solopreneurs or companies, LLCs that only have one person employed should really have a standard operating procedure manual because you need to be ready for that, 
next step. So, so that's I think that's probably my next place. What do you What do you think you could outsource? You're saying you don't want to outsource packing, but what's something you feel like you could? Well, I just started outsourcing my social media. Good job. That was huge for me to to give that to somebody else. Um, I feel that it was the person that aligns with. Um, the company and my values. So that was a little bit tough to pass off. I will say there are some people that should not outsource their social media and you're not one of them because you are a brand and a company and it makes sense. You know, if every single day it had to be you sitting behind the screen saying the words, I would say don't outsource it. But you're an exception to that and it, it fits perfectly and that's a very smart decision for you to outsource. So the other thing is too um, is we, you know, the hats are patent. So possibly looking into right now, somebody making the hats for my mom and the wet bags, they're really time consuming to put together. Um, so just for her sanity, um, that hopefully, um, I sew all the headbands. So maybe somebody else that would sew the headbands too with the pattern that I use. Um, yeah, you really need to look for ways to make it less labor intensive for yourself. Correct. So. so I would like to stick to the packing. I think you should because <laughs> that's the personalized part of the business. Yeah. Right. And, you know, I mean, that's the part of the product where you are, you're at. You, like, yes, you design it, but you don't print it. And that's, but that's your way of like sealing the deal and thanking somebody. And that's how you get referrals. Word of mouth is a huge, as you said, you didn't advertise your launch party. You just had hundreds of a hundred people there. Right. You know, and that's the power of what you do. Right. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the name, Her Tribe Athletics. So tell us a little bit about how you came up with the name and then also what community means to you and how you fit that into that vision. So I am part of a group called She Runs This Town, and it is a chapter that was started in Arlington, Virginia, but it has since grown. And the one in New Hampshire is huge. And I think actually, Crystal, you're part of She Runs This Town. So the reason um, tribe was incorporated into that is I just started thinking of words that uh, incorporated commu community and the running community especially is incredible and the women's running community is especially incredible. And that was a really big part of it. So as I started to sort of the, the, the thesaurus is my favorite online website. I use the thesaurus all the time. And so it's a tribe, tough word, though. There's, really no, tough there's word. no other word for thesaurus. thesaurus. Yeah, it's really. There needs to be, I'm going to say my that. joke again because we can't miss this one. There needs to be another word for thesaurus. <laughs> See, everyone is laughing now. Okay, back to it the. It really needs to be. Back thesaurus. to the thesaurus. So I was using the thesaurus and tribe was one of the words. And I knew from the beginning, for whatever reason, I knew it I only wanted to be women's. So that was where her tribe came from. And then we just, you know, popped athletics on the end. But, um, you know, I think part of the tribe, I always say in people who get new, who order from me, their first, one of their first postcards, because I write everything on a postcard, it says, you know, welcome to the tribe, because I want women to feel like this is their tribe. It's her tribe, but it's their tribe too. It's, you know, it's something that I've created, but it's something that encompasses all women of all shapes and sizes, extra small to 3XL. It's all inclusive. 
And so that's really, really important to me also. So I actually just started carrying 3XL. I was only up to 2XL and 3XL just came on board. I had a lot of people asking for that. So I think that just creating this community where people feel safe, um, whether that be like in our Facebook community or or in person or when they're coming up to see me in races and, you know, I've set up at a race and people are coming over and they're already wearing, you know, all of my clothing from head to toe. I mean, it's, it gives me chills every single time. It doesn't matter how many times it happens or when someone just sends me an email. Um, someone sent me an email about the watch shirt a couple of days ago and, you know, they said the the postcard was just, you know, the sealed the deal for them. You know, she'll forever be a customer because she thought that it was just packaged so nicely and that it arrived so quickly. And that just really, really means so much to me. You can't the really put a price tag on that. The postcard is a truly, really nice touch, I will say. Thank you. Having Thank been you. a recipient of several. <laughs> and I just, um, I think it's just so, so important as, you know, part of the package that is going out that people know how much it means to me that they've shopped small and that they're, you know, even if they, you know, first time on the website, fifth time on the website, it doesn't matter. Everyone gets a note. Um, like I said, 10th purchase, first purchase, you're going to get a note from me saying thank you. So tell us, um, I know you're planning a race soon. So tell us a little bit about the race and then maybe an event where we can go to see and your products in, in person. Sure. So if you get on the mailing list or you follow me on social media, I'm better. I'm much better about social media than I am about sending emails out. But um, I'm going to be at the Pumpkin Regatta, which is in Goffstown in a couple of weeks. I'm also going to be at the Cape Cod Marathon in Falmouth at the end of the month. And then I am planning a Herd Tribe Athletics five-mile race in June. It's going to be um, the start and finish will be at Fulcino's Winery in Hollis. I love that place. Just had my first glass of wine from them, and I am not a drinker, but it is delicious. <laughs> delicious. Have you been there, Crystal? I've never been there. Day trip. So, mm -hmm. so good. The gentleman who owns it with his He's wife adorable. is so lovely. Yeah. He's very, very lovely. So that is being planned uh, June 28th, 2020. Put it on your calendars if you live in the New Hampshire area. It's a five miler, not a 5K with rolling hills. Well, Hollis is a really nice run. Um, it's very hilly. Yep. Mm -hmm. I did the Apple Fest many, many times, and it's really a fun run. Will there be a medal? I don't know, but there'll be sure a I will say it's an incentive, though. Okay. For five miles? Mm -hmm. we'll there'll be a shirt it. for sure, designed by moi. Yes. And um, bib pickup will probably be at Fleet Feet, which is um, – they Fleet Feet actually in Nashua carries my stuff. Oh, nice. So if you, if you live in the New Hampshire area and you live in the Nashua area, you can stop by Fleet Feet and check out – check out some of my shirts. I actually design shirts especially for Fleet Feet. So those are shirts that are not on my website. That's great. And if you stop by there, just give me a call. We'll go have coffee because I live like three seconds from okay. there. So this is perfect. all just working it's out for you back. too, isn't it? I love it. <laughs> um, Join us for the five miler next year. No, Emily. thanks. Oh, okay. I don't run. Um, you could volunteer. <laughs> yes. Put I'll you at the water stop. Done. I'll be at the donut <laughs> station. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Meg is also going to be part of our She Built This Holiday Party. Um, and tell us how to find you online and like what social channels you prefer us to reach out to you on. So I'm really good at Instagram and Facebook. And it is www.hertribeathletics.com. Okay, awesome. And then it's just Instagram and Facebook at Her, Her Tribe, Tribe Athletics, correct. Okay. 
thanks so much for joining us. And thanks tell for us having me. A little bit more about your story. Thank you. Thanks, Meg. For more information on the She Built This podcast, you can check us out online at www.shebuiltthis.org. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time.